Welcome to episode 10 of the Bike Pack Canada podcast with yours truly, Ryan Corey. Uh, what's been up the last week? Um, we confirmed talks at the Alberta Bike Show, so we're going to have a Bike Packing 101 talk on the, the Saturdays and then a Bike Pack Racing talk on the Sundays. So that's for the Edmonton and Calgary Bike Shows in um, late February and uh, mid March. I uh, saw a cool announcement the other day from the Hurton Albertan race. Um, they announced that Josh and Val Cato uh, would be up to race uh, tandem. So looking at, forward to hearing maybe more from them. Maybe we'll get them on the podcast. That's a pretty big deal in the bikepacking world. Um, met with the guys at Rebound Cycle yesterday morning to chat uh, summit ideas. And uh, although it's very early in the process, you know, at this point we're we're trying to find partners to bring on board and, and interesting subjects to, to cover in the seminars. And a lot of that stuff has to happen pretty far out. Um, guidebook news. Um, tonight, sending out a route uh, that goes through the Columbia and Beaverfoot uh, Valley in the, in the Kootenai region. Um, this is, a, is an easier route, uh, was going to be made more difficult uh, had I been able to find an option through Yoho National Park. But uh, interestingly enough, uh, of the, the national parks and the, the Rocky Mountains, Yoho was the only nut I was not able to crack. Just no good through routes, um, a lot of kind of out and back options, but nothing that would uh, make a good circle route. Um, pinning down a few podcasts this last week. Uh, next up will be with Rick, who who started an organization called Two Wheel View uh, in Calgary. Uh, he and I will be chatting about uh, the kid or the the trips that they put on for kids. So they put on bike tours that's uh, that are just for kids, and they they have different clinics on on how to earn a bike and a couple other cool things in that regard. So chatting to Rick next week. Um, but for this week's show, uh, this week is an impassioned, uh, topic to say the least, something that, uh, we can all relate to. And that is, uh, trail advocacy. Uh, specifically today I'm chatting with, uh, Christina, uh, from the great trail organization. And, uh, for those of you, uh, not in know, not in the know. Uh, I'd be surprised if you hadn't heard of it. But uh, for those of you that don't know, uh, I'm referring to the Trans Canada Trail, uh, which is a 24,000 kilometer uh, network of trails across Canada. Uh, it's been in development, I believe it's been the last 25 years. And uh, it's set to finish uh, the whole kit and caboodle is set to be done uh, this year as part of Canada's 150th uh, anniversary. Um, thinking back, my, you know, my first connection to the trail was as a wee lad uh, getting gifts from aunts and uncles. I remember, um, you know, it's the kind of aunts and uncles that would send you that magazine s- subscription for like National Geographic and then uh, same aunt and uncle would send me a, a sponsorship for the Trans-Canada Trail. And I, I believe it was a placard or a, uh, a name. You, you'd get your name imprinted in a brick somewhere on a trail. I think that's what it was. And uh, I remember getting that for a couple of years. And then for the longest time, I, I didn't really hear anything about it. Um, but, you know, in the last couple of years, I would be out on these random trails and I would see a, a blaze or a sign for the Trans-Canada Trail. So the work never stopped uh, for sure. And we're going to get into that, all the kind of nuts and bolts. And uh, yeah, welcome, Christina. Hi, Ryan. So, yeah, you nailed it. You uh, that, That's the story, really. <laughs> that, that's it. That's, in a nutshell. That, that, no, no. <laughs> Um, yeah, we've been, we've been around, I've been with the organization since 2014. Um, 
and the organization, like you mentioned, is now 25 uh, years old. We actually, um, the idea for this trans-Canadian trail, this countrywide trail from one end of this enormous country to the other, that actually came about uh, in 1992 as a part of Canada 125 celebrations. So uh, two men on that committee, one from... Alberta, coincidentally, and the other from Montreal, came up with this idea, wouldn't it be just awesome to connect all the trails uh, in every corner of Canada to have this one continuous route all across the country? And it would have to be, you know, it would have to be something that appeals to everyone. So it would be a multi-use trail. And so um, people people got on board and we got a little bit of uh, seed funding from the federal government and then the work started and uh, it's been <laughs> challenging to say the least from what I understand, but that's basically how it all started. It was two guys with an idea. And let, let's add some context here. So what's, what's your role within the organization? So I got hired in 2014, so we got, uh, thankfully, we got a, a wonderful matching grant from the government of Canada uh, to connect the, the trail uh, for this year, for Canada 150 celebrations, and I got hired um, to, to help with marketing and communications. So it was, it was a push to really get people aware of the trail um, you know, get them on our website, looking at the map. So my role is really uh, marketing communications and just trying to promote this this awesome um, adventure yeah. on the trail. So, like uh, your particular focus on the, the 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 PR or the media side of things right now is is it is it trying to just get eyeballs on like to, to, to make the trail known or is it the fundraising side of it? Is it the, the building side of it? Like what, what would you say kind of takes priority like for you right at the moment? Well, I would say it's a combination of, of all three of those things because our, we are trans Canada trails. This it's a nonprofit organization, right? So our job is to raise funds and, from that is to grant th those funds to uh, trailer organizations across the country. So in order to do that, people need to know about the trail. They need to know about who we are in order to donate to us because um, our donors range from, you know, big corporations and, and you know, well-known philanthropists to, you know, everyday people like me or you. Um, so it's, it's really, it, I guess you could say it's like a, it's like a, the opposite of a vicious circle, a nice circle, yeah. which starts with, you know, awareness, you know, raising funds and, 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 and so on and so forth. And then by that and through that, we can get the trail built. Gotcha. So we're, we're, we're at February 3rd. This is the year that, mm -hmm. uh, that the trail is, is destined to be completed. I, I know there's still something like 9% uh, to be done according to the website, but like, mm -hmm. what, what's the, what's the vibe like around the office these days? Are, are you at the finish? <laughs> you know, what still needs to be done? <laughs> well, you know, if you can believe it, our CEO, Deborah, who's actually based in, uh, in Calgary, she, uh, we had like a, a countdown kind of put up on the screen and like we work in a communal kind of, uh, office space. So we all have our eyes on this countdown, but honestly, um, it's for us, this is a year of 
celebration. So what that means is over the course of the next few months, we're going to see community uh, trail connection celebrations across the country. Um, we've already had a few uh, in the past few years celebrating that their province or territory is connected in terms of trail. But so the vibe is really like um, just celebrating and getting ready to launch um, this awesome trail that connects all of us across the second largest country in the world. So we're super pumped. We're super um, excited about the year to come and definitely, you know, moving forward 28 onward 2018, you know? Yeah. I, I imagine it's, it's an interesting give and take for you right now. The fact that the trail is still being built, but you are also trying to, uh, you know, set up the, the celebration of it at the same at the same time. Uh, so I, I imagine it's very, very busy times for, for all involved. I, it's, it's not, not a position I, I envy, but it's uh, a, a, a special and unique position nonetheless. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so I, I'm going to ask some kind of meaty questions because, uh, you know, I mean, if, for people listening, I, I think they've, they've got some good questions out there. So I'm going to go through selfishly some of mine um, first and then I, you may have seen some of the ones that were put on Facebook. We'll, we'll go through a couple of those, but uh, you know, the, the one that's kind of top of mind for me is um, last year. So I started bike pack Canada last uh, January. So uh, 2016. And um, I think it was in the summer or, or not long after I kind of got things going, I started getting all of these um, shares on Facebook. They're like, have you heard about this great trail? Have you heard about this? And, <laughs> You know, the media started putting out these stories of like, oh, how cool they're building this trail across Canada. And I was scratching my head because I was saying, what? I, I, I was getting, you know, sponsorships from my aunt and uncle about this Trans-Canada Trail like way back when. I'm like, what are you guys talking about? This isn't something that just started. So maybe maybe let's start with like, can you clear up the confusion of like, what is the Great Trail and what is the Trans-Canada Trail? Absolutely. So, and this is a really, really great and important question to clarify. So basically what we did, and it's very recently, it isn't even a year old, is that we did, we basically rebranded. So to get ready for our big year this year, um, we said we want to reach as many Canadians as possible and we want to kind of reach out to a younger audience, uh, you know, a more, you know, trail user, you know, audience. So we came up, we worked with uh, an agency and we came up with the concept of the Great Trail. So the Great Trail is the physical trail on the ground. And Trans-Canada Trail remains the name of our organization. Okay. So that's the difference. And so, exactly. So the Great Trail came out of this, uh, you know, brand exercise, the idea that we really want people to get excited about it. And for all intents and purposes, I would say it worked. <laughs> yeah, no, it, it definitely put you guys back in the spotlight because it, it was all over. And I'm like, guys, this has been going on for the longest <laughs> time. This didn't just start. So... Um, you're pretty much repeating, you know, what everyone was saying in the office. We're like, okay, thanks for coming out. Like we've been here for a while, you know, but we appreciate it obviously at the same time, but we felt the same way. Yeah, no, huge, huge win though. I, I just, I, 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 I was like baffled because it was like mainstream media outlets, like cycling magazines. And, um, I'm like, well, you guys are not doing your research, but either way, you guys still come out ahead <laughs> in that one. Um, it's okay. been wild, I have to say. It really has been wild. And we've had media requests from, from 
all over the world, like New Zealand and, you know, the Netherlands and, you know, South Africa, like just, it's just been surreal. Yeah. Cool. Um, so if, if I'm going to donate, I'm donating to the trans Canada trail, right? And you got it. okay. Okay. So I think, I think we've established the, the difference. We're good to go. Um, <laughs> The, the second point of clarification, and, and I, and I got to be honest, like any time I've wandered into a trail advocacy meeting, it's always heated. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's a lot of stakeholders and I'm like, holy smokes, how does anything ever get done? And <laughs> like, I, I, I can't even imagine like the amount of conversations and, and people and stakeholders that, that you guys are dealing with and managing on a regular basis. So maybe let's, this this will kind of set the tone for other questions, but like let's clarify for everyone listening, where where does your role um, kind of start and end as far as building the trail? I, I think you kind of alluded to it, like as far as raising funds, right? But at any point, are you physically people from your organization building any parts of the trail? Yeah. So what happens is really the way it works, uh, I call them our lifelines. There are provincial and territorial trail partners. So there's our little office in Montreal, and then there's 13 different local organizations on the ground in each province and territory that we deal with on a daily, if not hourly basis, um, about trail projects happening on the ground. So we have staff, so trail managers who live, you know, in these regions and they work on the ground with these trail partners, um, you know, getting, getting these projects off the ground. So you know, we get these, uh, what we call concept plans. So a local community has this idea for a trail. So they send us a plan, like, this is what it would look like. This is the type of trail it would be. These are the type of people who could use it. It's, you know, exclusively for cyclists or, or hikers or whatever. And we've done an environmental assessment and we've done an engineering. So it's all of these different steps that are done, um, with our partners and with our trail managers. And then, Um, so we get these submissions for projects and then our trail committee kind of decides, okay, we're going to give them money. This doesn't look like it's got enough, um, you know, there hasn't been enough research done yet. So we're going to have to wait on that one. So we're approving projects all the time. So it's very much, I mean, we, like you say, we grant the money, but it's also very much on the ground, but it's a collaboration with these local, um, partners and municipalities because, we, as an organization, we actually don't own or operate the trail. We fund it and we promote it. That's our job. But the trail belongs to local communities because we can't, you know, in Montreal, we can't go to, you know, Canmore, Alberta and say, this is the type of trail you need. No, that has to be done locally. Yeah. And lo- local rules and, uh, and everything else has to apply. And so we can't be sitting in Montreal telling uh, communities across Canada, what to do. So we just, we get their submissions, we decide what to fund based on our criteria, and then we work with them on the ground to make sure that um, projects get realized and that they're part of, then they're part of the network. Gotcha. So would it be kind of safe to say that the, the Trans Canada Trail um, organization is more like a tool to to be a facilitator in the communication and, and implementing, but ultimately it comes down to the individual communities and trail associations to kind of take a leadership role for their particular segments. Absolutely. 
Okay, gotcha. Okay. That's absolutely it. So important differentiation to make because that leads into some of the impassioned bits about, <laughs> you know, I don't like this trail, I don't like that, like who to talk to as far as, you know, where did that conversation go? conversation goes next um so uh the the funding for the trail i'm curious like where is that coming from these days because it's it's been uh some number of years since i got one of those birthday cards saying (laughs) your name has been imprinted on a brick on the trans canada trail and i think oh my god Ryan, i think that was it has to be our most popular um fundraising effort ever we had to actually um phase it out. We couldn't do it anymore because it was actually costing more money than it was generating. (laughs) (laughs) So, which is a fundraising no-no, uh, you know, one-on-one. Right. Um, but so as I mentioned earlier, we we have a matching grants, uh, that started in 2014. So that means that any donation to trans Canada trail, the government of Canada matches 50 cents for every dollar. So that's one a major source of donation revenue. The other source comes from uh, donations from major corporations, Canadian corporations like all the banks, so Scotiabank, CIBC, Royal Bank, that type of thing. Um, it also comes from private foundations. Um, and in large part, it comes from uh, individual donations, so just donors across Canada who choose TransCanada Trail among all other you know, organizations or one of the many organizations they choose to donate to their hard earned money. Um, they donate to us and, um, we have, uh, you know, a very small, very dedicated, um, very generous group of donors who donate to us, uh, you know, either monthly or one-time donors. Um, it's, it's our, our revenue is really, really, uh, dependent on these individual donors. So is the is the brick program no longer in existence then? It is not, and I got to tell you, we get at least one phone call per day about it, <laughs> and it got and it got phased out. I think in 2013, right before I joined the organization, and uh, and people were just devastated. But if you think about it, I mean, it really um, it really had an impact, and everybody I talked to. When I say that I work, you know, Trans Canada Trail, they say, "Oh, I have a meter of that." Literally everybody. <laughs> so it was an extremely popular program. But like I said, it was decided in 2013. We're just like, you know, what we have to sort of branch out and find other ways because this is, you know, costing us more than uh, we're generating. But um, again, a big source of what we do, everything, it's the donations that we get from everyday individual Canadians. Gotcha. And uh, so, so as I've learned through, you know, kind of being a fly on the wall on, on these um, uh, advocacy meetings is, is there's the, there's the funding to build the trail, but then there's also, you know, in a lot of these kind of big projects, there's the legacy funding, um, you know, to keep them going is, is that something that um, you, your organization concerns yourself with, or does that, you know, as far as the the maintenance of it, does that get left more to the the, the communities? I think that's. I think it's both. Uh, what I mean by that is, we're funding right now to get the trail connected, so to get trails built and developed and and what have you. So maintenance isn't a major area of focus right now. But you know what? It will be January first, twenty eighteen. 
Um, we've got plans um, for the next phase of fundraising and the next phase of the, the Great Trail is really about maintenance. It's about, uh, you know, moving roadway wherever possible. We do have roadway sections moving those to greenway wherever possible. It's about signage. It's about accessibility, making sure that people with all sorts of mobility issues um, can access the trail as well. It's about so those are definitely a legacy. The trail is a legacy, and it has to be maintained. So connection is just is one major part of it, and that's what we're celebrating this year, the launch of this amazing uh, trail that connects all of us as Canadians. But the next phase is definitely maintaining that legacy and um, making sure that it keeps getting better and, and that mainly that people get out and use it. So tourism is going to be another main strategy for us as well. Gotcha. gotcha. So 2017 is the year of uh, get out on the trail, and here it is. And then 2018, it's uh, building the trail crew to back to work. Yeah, to, <laughs> to pull all the weeds out of the in between the bricks with Ryan's name on it. Exactly. Yeah. So it's like this. 2017 is woohoo, and then 2018 is like 2018 and on is like back to work. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so one of the kind of random questions came to mind this morning. Um, you know, so with bike packing. Um, you know, we have uh, multi-day, you know, touring in the, in the backcountry, but we also have um, events that are along established trails. And, you know, some of the big trails in, in our realm are the, the Great Divide mountain bike trail, which, um, you know, weaves in and out of the Continental uh, Divide Trail uh, through the U.S., and then, you know, another kind of top of mind is you know, the Appalachian Trail. So further east, kind of out your way in, in um, south of Montreal. And, and I'm curious, like, I, I always got the sense while the Trans-Canada Trail was being built, it was never really being built as like, a, you know, kind of one of those through trails that like people challenge themselves on. It feels like something else. Like, would you kind of agree Absolutely. agree with that sentiment or like are you gonna is this something where you're gonna have people trying to establish like fastest times and i want to complete the whole trail or like like what do you, what 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 do you think is kind of comes out of building a long through trail like this well i think oh god that's a great question i've never gotten a question like that that's really awesome um what i would say to that is that um first of all there are people out there there are, and there's no other adjective I can use, Ryan, other than badass. There are badass people out there who are making it their life's mission uh, to cross Canada on on the trail, on the Great Trail. So, um, you know, they're not, it's, is it an everyday thing? No, but there are a handful of people doing that. Um, but the majority of times the trail is really, um, it's a local thing that you can use to commute to work you know, because it's urban, it's rural, it's wilderness. It, it's a reflection of the community it runs through. So yeah, like you say, it's not one big through trail that you can say, Oh, I'm going to do like the Pacific crest or something like that. Right. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's, it's a trail of trails. So it's, uh, communities use these trails for their own, you know, either tourism or, you know, on weekends or whatever, but it's definitely a reflection of the communities it runs through because it, I guess the best term would be, like I said, a trail of trails. Yeah. Definitely not a through trail. I like it. I've been following the the blogs and stories you've been putting out and they all seem very centralized as far as their, their, their narrative and focus. So a a trail of trails, I, I get it. That makes sense. 
but uh, <laughs> I think we all know oh, we all know that those badass folk are, are going to come out of the woodwork here pretty soon. And you know, <laughs> oh, they already are. Yeah. Like there's someone, uh, a girl. She actually just uh, she was in Montreal on her you know this kind of leg of her trip. Sarah Jackson, you've probably heard of her. She's actually from Edmonton. And she started her trip in 2015. She said, you know what? I'm 24. She was 24 at the time. And she said, you know, I could go to university. I could go to Europe. But before I do all that, I want to see my country. And I want to walk or I want to paddle or I want to I want to experience it like that. So she that's what she's doing right now. And she's done 12,000 kilometers. I think the last time I checked wow. and then there's a guy named, um, Dana Mizey. He's from, uh, Prince, uh, Prince George, BC. He did the whole trail wow. from West to East. It took him six years, <laughs> <laughs> but you know what, if you, and that's the reality, like the trail is, you could do it, but it would take you, we did the math. It's, it's two years, uh, I think it's something like two months and a week. Like it would take you, and that's going every day marathon. Yeah. Wow. You know? Well, I think it, it it brings up an interesting point. I, you know, I, I having done a lot of adventurous um, things in, in my lifetime, uh, the question of what's next always comes up for me. And um, you know, where do you want to travel to next? And I, the the question is always front loaded with, you know, somewhere else in the world. And the where I've really been trying to bring it back the last couple of years is, is there's a surprising amount of um, areas to be explored still in our own uh, backyard, especially the wilds of, of, of Canada. And I, I think, you know, this this trail comes at an interesting point to remind us that there's, you know, still a lot in our, in our backyard. You, you don't really have to spend $1,500 on a plane ticket, you know, halfway around the world. It's, you know, like it's just in Canmore, for example, there's mountains all around me. I've climbed one, you know, I could spend my whole life just, just exploring this one little area. Um, You're it, absolutely right. I, I feel the exact same way. And I would say all of our staff feels the same way. <laughs> Yeah. Good. Um, okay. So let's see here. Why don't we, why don't we dig into some of those, uh, Facebook questions? And I think at this point, you know, I think we have a sense of, um, where the best answers would probably come from. It might not necessarily be from your end, but we'll, we'll ask them nonetheless, cause we put it out there. Um, sure. so there was three questions that came in. Um, first one was from Jonathan, uh, he was asking, uh, so Jonathan's from Hinton. He was asking, is it, is it truly a trail you can ride from one side of the country to the other? So he's asking what percentage is, um, you know, shared with vehicles? Um, I guess, you know, how much of it is actually trail versus like waterways and things like that, or, or just, um, you know, highways. Gotcha. Okay. So first things first, 74% of the trail is land. Okay. And 20 20- 26 is a paddling route. So of the 74%, um, I think under 20%, if I'm not mistaken, is indeed roadways. So when we say roadways, um, you know, the Dempster Highway, 
up in uh, in the Yukon. That's part of it. And then we have roadways in Saskatchewan. Um, in some cases, they're the best, really the best route for uh, for the trail because there's usually secondary or rural routes, yeah. and they're usually very scenic. And they're usually obviously set up um, with safety signage and indications and stuff like that. So, um, but yeah, it's definitely roadways always been a part of um, been a part of the trail. Um, in some cases, it's ideal, and in some cases, quite frankly, it isn't. So, yeah. it's uh, it, then it becomes a priority for us to see what we can do to move it off road. Actually, yeah, that's that's a good question. So, like, you know, the the deadline's ticking, but I imagine, you know, you're gonna as 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 2018 rolls around, you're gonna have realized that maybe there are some better routes to follow, or you know, some some new land agreements have opened up. Like, is Absolutely. is is this a trail that's gonna change? you know, course, um, as the years progress, that is in essence what it is. Uh, the trail has to be ever evolving. We have to always be looking at, um, you know, better route options, new spur trails, um, new greenway options. Uh, definitely like everything you said, and that's as true now as it will be more and more, like I said, in 2018. So yeah, definitely. But that's, and we even have the research has been going is going on now you know with communities to find out okay so we're we're fine for connection purposes but once 2018 comes let's start looking at um these other options and these other um yeah these other options that are going to become available right so i think that kind of answers the the next questions i had from brian and tom so brian was asking you know how much of the trail is is designated non-motorized um so I think I think you said twenty was it twenty one percent on roadway? Yeah, something. Ugh, I wish I could get you. You know what? Don't quote me on that. I can get you a better one. I know out of all the trail, out of a hundred percent of the trail, yeah. about twenty eight percent is roadway. Okay, okay. And you know, us bike packers, we we like you know we we're quite accustomed to riding on forest uh, service roads and gravel roads as you would encounter in the prairies and and that sort of thing. Um, so of yeah, it's it's not a it's not a surprise. So I guess. You know, I'm thinking back to the, you know, the the impetus of this idea. So you mentioned the two gentlemen. I I, I can kind of only imagine that, you know, in a perfect world scenario, they thought this would be like, was there ever a thought that this would just be its own dedicated, um, purely built from scratch path? Or was the intention always kind of to utilize what's already in existence? That's another great question that no one's ever asked me. That's uh, uh, definitely from the beginning. The idea was um, there are some great trails already in existence, um, you know, uh, across Canada. There's some beautiful ones like the Confederation Trail and, and Prince Edward Island. It's, uh, so, and that's just one example. There are beautiful, beautiful trails. Uh, called the East Coast Trail in Newfoundland, like this, you know, breathtaking along uh, the shore, right? I mean, just stunning. So the idea was, no, we want to reach out to communities and find out what they already have and celebrate those trails, but then make connections between them. Right. So, yeah, from the beginning, it was very much take the, the existing beauty and just build on that. 
Okay. So the intention right now anyways, is not to get it hundred percent right out of the gate right now. It's to, to get it done and to get the conversation going and, and that this will evolve. Um, cause I was looking at Tom's question about, um, or maybe more more of a concern about the the routing through I believe it was the Edmonton area, mm-hmm. and uh, you know industrial areas and uh, you know not being on a signed or dedicated path and I I think I can empath- empathize with both sides like I've seen it from your end where it's like you know there's there's no real other option right now and uh, you know when you go through a city like uh, not everyone just drops what they're doing to let you build a trail through their yard right (laughs) you got it (laughs) so i think for tom and the rest of us it's it's just kind of peace of mind in knowing that you know it's a it's a work in progress but as as far as this being a work in progress um you know if if people have individual concerns uh, is it best that they connect with um the local trail association trail associations first or come right to to you guys um, my, uh, we always say go local first. This is your trail, your municipality, your community owns it. It's usually uh, managed at the municipal level. Yeah. Definitely go to them because we, they, they have a direct line to us. So if it's something that we can help with, or if there's a new project that we could find to make a situation better, it'll come through them anyway to yeah. us. Do you know what I mean? So it's better. Um, I think it's better for, citizens yeah to definitely do it at the local level first gotcha and uh you know very valid concern from tom and my own you know my own thing on the side that i've been joking about is you know i've I've been scouting a guidebook for the last um year plus and working on that and you know like some of the areas through fernie and southern bc it's it's Mm -hmm. it's not not easy to navigate like I'm happy to see you guys have an app out. I think that's that's a big step, but it's 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 very clear that um, you know there's that instance and there's the routing through 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 um, city areas. Like it's it's a work in progress. It's mm-hmm. it, the conversation has has started. So okay, we we got that <laughs> we got that cleared up. I think <laughs> okay, sounds good. Um, uh, cool. So we, I think we got through all the Facebook questions. Um, yeah. Speaking on the app, what, what's the, what's the uptick been like on, on, on downloads? Do you have any sense of, of how it's been used or the successes there? Oh my gosh. So what I can tell you is that we have, we're, I think we're up over 6,000 downloads. So we launched in October. Um, so for us, uh, that's a huge success. Um, we're really thrilled with that. We're going to be doing more promotion of the app for sure. But uh, I, I would say the number one uh, comment that we're getting from users is, I need a description of this trail. Like People need to know, okay, what kind of terrain is this? Uh, what kind of scenery can I expect? Uh, that type of thing because we don't have descriptions because there are when i say trail of trails that that's literal like we have about 500 different trail sections um and we can't write the descriptions we because we we don't own it we want we want it to come from the community so right now the improvement that we're really focusing on for the app is making sure we get um really sort of detailed descriptions for every single trail section that a person might find themselves on when they're using the app um, so they can, it can, it just helps with plotting. You just know, okay, this is a gravel surface. This is urban. This, this is rural. Um, we really want people to be out there exploring and, and having fun. And I think part of that is knowing what to expect. 
So that, I would say, is the main thing we're working on right now with regards to the app. Okay, so um, the descriptions, uh, so the, the route's on there now. What, 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 what other features do you want to have on there other than, say, the tra- trail description? Like, is there going to be information on, like, the sort of gateway communities or, um, you know, resources along the way? Exactly. So the next phase will definitely be, because um, right now, for the most part, we really try to work on uh, pinpointing surrounding amenities, so where you can park, um, and the trailheads and stuff like that. So yes, but a next phase would be, okay, where can you eat? Uh, you know, making it sort of more of a, a, a package deal. So you know exactly uh, what you're up against. And if something's like, you know, I'm thinking of like the Fundy footpath in New Brunswick, that's a three day trip in the wilderness camping. So you're not going to have any really amenities around you. So th- those things are important to know, right? Gotcha. So it's it's really sort of compiling that data and making sure that it's uh, it's in the app for people. Okay, and uh, maybe just kind of wrapping things up here. Like, what what can we do as as invested uh, riders and and trail people? Like, what is there anything that we can be doing to to help get this going right now? Well, definitely. Um, oh my gosh it would be getting out there and using it and sharing it, sharing your experiences. So, um, you know, tagging us on social media, tagging us on Facebook, on Instagram, take pictures, show us the trail in your community and what it means to you and how you like to use it. What section of the trail are you closest to? What's the one that you love to bike pack on the most or whatever, share that with us, celebrate it, um, and get the word out so that we can keep, building awareness, building public uh, awareness of, of this great thing so we can keep getting donations and keep making it better. Cool. And uh, kind of dovetailing off that, where can listeners uh, go to to find out more? Oh, please come to our website. Uh, it's thegreattrail.ca. Um, and if you click on a link called Explore the Map, that's our interactive uh, web map. And you can download our app. Uh, it's on the it's on iTunes, I believe, or the iPhones. It's just an iPhone app for the time being. We're coming out with an Android version uh, in a few months. We're still working on it. Awesome. Well, uh, thank you very much for uh, taking the time uh, today, Christina. And I, I look forward to uh, you and I. We chatted about some. Uh, bike packing blogs and that sort of yes, thing. Yes, I'm so excited. Yeah, kind of, <laughs> kind of a fresh dynamic, right? A, a new way of looking at the trail, and uh, yeah, so we'll work together on, 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 on that piece next. So yes, thank- and thank you for the bike, um, the fat biking contact as well. Thanks so much, Ryan. Okay, awesome. Uh, thank you, and, and have a great uh, weekend, Christina. I look forward to chatting more. Me too. Have a good one, Ryan. Okay, bye now. <laughs>